Hey everyone, and thanks for tuning in to this week's message. My name's Aaron, and I'm on the staff team here at Eastlake. Everything we do around here depends on the generous donations of our local and online community. People just like you, who tune into these messages and see great benefit from living that idea that life is a gift and love is the point. So if you love what Eastlake is up to, we'd encourage you to contribute by going to eastlakecc.com. With that, let's jump into this week's message. Today, we hear from Keisha Yokers as she continues our series, Winter is Coming. Please check the description for links to our quarterly Spotify playlist and guided meditation. Hello, Eastlake. It's so fun to be here. My name is Keisha Yokers, and I'm, I really am genuinely glad to be here. I was a part of your speaker series last year for the holidays, and 30 years later, it feels like I'm here again. Um, I'm just grateful to like go around the sun one more time, which incidentally, I think is like the most middle-aged thing that you could possibly say. Um, and I'm grateful to survive another year of a pandemic. And I'm grateful to have gotten my kids through another year of just like wonky education and figuring out like what my kids need. And, and for those of you who have children, you understand it's been hard. So I'm grateful. I'm really grateful to be here with this sweet community that I respect and admire so much. So thanks for having me back. Um, so again, my name is Keisha. I am a breathwork facilitator. I work in the wellness industry and, and do a whole bunch of things. But um, but breathwork is one of the things that I, that I love and I'm really passionate about. Um, I live with my husband and two children outside of uh, Los Angeles. Uh, my husband is in the Navy, uh, is a pilot, and is retiring. And the reason I tell you this is because he's retiring in six months. So my world right now feels just like all over the place. I am used to change. I move every two years. I've been doing this for 14 years. I'm good at that. What I'm not good at is this concept of home. <laughs> like, it's even hard for me to say. Like, I'm like, uh, what am I saying? Home. I don't know what that is anymore. And so, um, yeah, we're just in a, we're in a crazy big season here and there's a lot of anticipation and a lot of anxiety and worry for my children and worry for all the things. And, um, and so I say that because we're gonna be coming home to uh, the Seattle area and uh, where we're both from. So it's scary and it's, it's exciting and it's nerve wracking and it's a lot of things. Um, and so with that said, um, I, I wanna take a second to acknowledge if anyone is watching is a, a service member, whether retired, active duty, um, whatever, um, I wanna thank you for your service. I wanna say that I know holidays are really, really hard and they're lonely. And uh, we have had many a holiday where we are, um, I am uh, separated from my spouse because he's deployed at Thanksgiving or, or Christmas, which is what we celebrate, um, or we're unpacking boxes and we don't know a single soul. And we've had many tearful holidays and many sweet holidays where we just, we learn to just make the best of it and have the best memories because that's, that's what we do. Um, so I wanna take a second to say wherever you are, thank you for being here. Thank you for your service. And I wanna thank your family 
your children, um, your pets even, because all of you, you know, people don't realize what you've, what you've sacrificed, what you continue to sacrifice, which is community, which is career, which is family, which is just the privilege of just being where you choose to be. So thank you. I really appreciate you from one military spouse to you. So we're going to go ahead and we're going to start talking about holidays. And I realize that whatever you celebrate, that could be, that's pretty triggering for a lot of people. And for some of us, it's just totally sweet. But I think if you've been on earth for, you know, a few years, not all holidays are sweet. And so I want to start by breathing into this time together. So the reason I do this is because I want to acknowledge that we are all coming from different places. You know, some of y'all had a Christmas tree up in August. That's a type, like that's a, that's a whole type of person. Do you? Um, some of you are coming to the holiday season kicking and screaming, and some of you are exhausted post Thanksgiving, and maybe even a little triggered if this was your first Thanksgiving with family um, in a bit. Uh, it can be tough. And some of you are filled with grief. And I just wanna acknowledge that we're not all coming from the same place, but we're gonna spend just a few short minutes uh, in community together today. And I want to sort of level the playing field and create some homeostasis for us. Um, however you come, if you will just let me hold this space for you. So um, let's just breathe real quick. So speaking of military, this actually is something I know that the Navy SEALs use, this type of breath. Uh, it's something that will um, take you from an activated nervous system, which you know is our fight or flight nervous system, like um, uh, response that we've been in for the last two years. Um, and it'll take you from that to um, your parasympathetic nervous system, which is your rest and digest, which is what we want to be in. It's where we heal. So um, let's breathe. So this is called box breathing. And what you do is you breathe in for four. So you'll just inhale for four and I'll count it for you. And then you'll hold at the top. You'll just hold your breath for four seconds and then you exhale for four seconds and then you hold it for four seconds. So it's breathe in and hold and exhale and hold. Super easy. So I'll count it for you. Let's just do it a few times. Ready? Okay. <sighs> breathe in. One, two, three, four, hold, two, three, four, exhale, two, three, four, and hold, two, three, four. Let's do it again. Breathe in, two, three, four, and hold, two, three, four, exhale, two, three, four, and hold, two, three, four. Breathe in, two, three, four, and hold, two, three, four, exhale, two, three, four, and hold, two, three, four. So hopefully you can use that with the rest of the holiday season because you'll probably need it. Okay, so um, holidays. I get, I was asked to share with you a holiday memory that was really significant. And um, I'm gonna start by asking you, you know, would you believe me if I told you that I believe that hope is the one thing that makes it all worth it? And by it, I mean like our entire lives. Um, 
and even after two very, very dark years, that hope, not even the guarantee of whatever it is you want or what you think you need, but just hope the act of it itself is literally the thing that can sustain our hearts, not only in this season, but for our entire lives. Hope is something that campaigns, political campaigns have been built on. Hope is something that is a theme that we see in story, in text, in uh, song, in art. Hope is something that is universal. And there's a reason. Many people, um, and by the way, I'm, I'm not a professional speaker. I just love to talk and um, I am gonna look at my notes. So um, many people experience uh, hope in their childhood. They experience uh, a childhood. There, like, there are actually people on this earth, believe it or not, who had like the, not a perfect childhood, but the kind of childhood that like, it's the way it's intended to be, right? It's sweet, it's innocent, it's protected, it's, uh, it's secure, it's stable. And those people experienced hope in their childhood. Now, not everyone had that and not everyone who had that had that their whole lives, but believe it or not, there are some people who had that. Um, childhood is such a sweet time. And, and as a parent, I'm watching that going, wow, it is mad. It really is magical. It is really sweet. And it's full of wishes and dreams and fantasy and make-believe. And I'm really grateful that I'm watching my children experience that. My experience was a little bit different in my childhood. Um, and I had, I will say, I had many, many moments of sweetness in my, in my life. Um, but my general experience of holidays um, were of not seeing a lot of hope um, for a lot of years. So, but I will say that there was this one Christmas um, that was unbelievable. And I've been holding on to the hope of that Christmas like for most of my entire life. And you'll figure out like what my age range is pretty quick here. Um, so let me, let me just paint the picture for you. Uh, it was the late 80s and um, I was not a child who um, asked for a lot. Like I just, I never did. Um, and there was a reason for that. I had a single parent mother. I was an only child and um, my mom worked hard, y'all. Like she worked so hard and uh, to just make it. And so there were times where like food was like, you know, scarcity. And there were times where rent may not have been paid and there were hard times. And when you are um, a child of a parent, a single parent, um, you're very, you're acutely aware of finances um, way before your time. And so asking for things was something that I taught myself not to do. I didn't want to ask for too much. And um, I didn't want to be a burden ever to my mom. And so I taught myself not to ask for too much. And I know that sounds really sad, but it was just a coping mechanism because I didn't want to ask for too much. I didn't want to burden her and I didn't want to hope for too much. And so I wanted to be content with whatever it was I had. Didn't do it perfectly, but it was something that I probably mastered or got pretty good at younger than I should have. 
Hey East Lake, Peter here. Thanks so much for tuning in to watch this message. I wanted to do just a quick interruption to say thank you to so many of you who are making regular contributions to Eastlake. Eastlake is a nonprofit, and everything that we do is because of a community of consistent and generous people who really believe in this place and want to see it continue. So uh, if you're a part of that community, thank you for how you make this place go. If you are tuning in regularly and are a part of this community, but you haven't yet um, jumped in to making a financial contribution, we would encourage you to do that and encourage you to go to eastlakecc.com to help support Eastlake as a community and continue to make these messages possible. Thanks so much for uh, letting me interrupt your message. Let's jump back in. So... Uh, this one year, I um, we were living at my grandparents' house. So there were times we were in and out of like our own apartments and then back in my grandparents. And just a shout out for all the grandparents around the world. I mean, this is not just in our country, but around the world that are stability for their families. There are so many, you know, Nana and Papas and, you know, whatever you call them that are holding it down for their for their adult children and their children and mine were no different they were absolutely stability for me and so we were living in their home and um again the late 80s and as a kid who didn't ask for much there was only a few things in my life i wanted i wanted a cabbage patch doll you know i'm like i'm thinking about my childhood i i needed a cabbage patch doll and i wanted a sweet style bike and there was only one other thing that I want. I mean, when I think of my childhood, there, these are the three things that popped to my mind that I was like, I wanted that in a way. I mean, maybe even more than I wanted my kids. I wanted a Cabbage Patch doll, but this one thing I wanted more than anything. Um, and it was a My Little Pony Dream Castle. And if you don't know what that is, <laughs> We are not in the same, we are not the same generation. But um, if you do know what it is, then you know how beautiful it was. You know that all hope and dreams rested in this castle. And the, the funny thing is, I remember watching the commercials and like feeling tingling all over my body, feeling like, oh my God, I need that. I want that more than anything in the world. It's like, it was beautiful. And my kids don't understand commercials. like. They watch streaming services. My kids don't understand. They don't have that that feeling, like that longing when a commercial comes on and that hope of like, oh my gosh, mama, I, I want that. Please, I want that. Like they don't do that because my kids say things like, mom, can you order that on Amazon? Can you prime that? And listen, y'all, I'm telling you, my answer to that is no. And who are you talking to like that? Like I am shocked. I don't know where they got this. I don't understand it. So they they are very different than the way my husband and I grew up. And um, so that when they say I need to, I want that so bad, I'm like, no, you don't. You do not know about longing. Let me tell you about the '80s, um, which is like a phrase in our house. Let me tell you about the '80s. Um, so this castle, I said to my family, I don't need the socks this year. You can save this. I don't. I don't. I need. I don't need. I don't need new clothes this year. Um, don't get me any books. Save your pennies for that My Little Pony Dream Castle. Everybody knew. Everybody. Santa knew. Everybody knew. That's the only thing I wanted. And I was pretty clear. Um, so Christmas morning comes and I'm in my long, uh, my long jammy dress. It's, this, it's like this, I think it was like this white dress with like little ruffles. And, um, and in our family, my mom would read the Christmas story. 
before presents and then she would pray. And hey, that's sweet, it's so beautiful. Thank you, mom. But honestly, all I wanted was presents. And if that was your upbringing, you know the pain of like, okay, I'm gonna sit through this story. Could you read a little faster? Um, so we're finished, it's present time. I open all of my presents and I get to, there's one box, gosh, this is like a movie. It's like a Hallmark movie. There was one box under the tree and it's a small box. And you know what I know? That, that My Little Pony Dream Castle is not in that box and so I don't really care what's in that box. I mean, I, I was mad. I was really, really mad. But I'm also, um, I was a pleaser from a very young age and so of course I was never gonna show you how mad I was. Um, oof, I didn't understand what the stages of grief were like at seven years old, but I was experiencing, experiencing like the bargaining, the anger, like, the, you know, finally moving to acceptance, opening it. I don't even know what it was. It doesn't matter. It wasn't the castle and that's all I wanted. So um, I thanked my family. I sat there and I tried to be grateful. I couldn't think about like all the cool stuff that I may have gotten because, well, you know. So um, for some reason, the adults were doing like this thing where they're making a big deal like, oh, Keisha, did you get what you wanted? Oh, how, are you happy? Like they're asking me these weird questions and I remember thinking, stop, like this is killing me. Because I actually was trying not to cry. I was so disappointed and I was trying not to cry and I was afraid I'd hurt my mom's feelings if I came across as ungrateful. So we can unpack all these family dynamics later, but this is how I was feeling. So um, the next moment I hear uh, sleigh bells and outside like, kind of in the distance, there's like sleigh bells and it caught my attention, but I, I don't know, it just was weird. I didn't, I didn't, I, I didn't know what it was. Um, and then my, my mom said, Keisha, oh my God, come to the window. Um, and I run to the window and she's like, you know, pointing to the sky, there's Santa Claus. Oh my gosh, I see him. I see his sleigh. Can you see him? And I'm like, no, what are you talking about? I don't see him. Um, and so all the adults are like freaking out. I see him. And and so my grandpa runs to the door and he's like, let's go outside and look for him. And I mean, can, like, can you feel the excitement and the confusion? And like, I, I don't know what's happening. He opens the door and I, I'm looking up and I don't see anything. And he's like, look down. And I did. And before me on the doorstep is the biggest, it's, it's a box. It's obviously a box. And um, I don't know if, again, if this was a thing we did in the 80s or if this was just my family, um, but it was wrapped, this box was in like, picture a hefty garbage sack, like the big black hefty garbage sack. Somebody just put it in the, in the hefty bag and just closed it up. And that's what we call wrapping. And to this day, I, I'm like maybe a, like a standard deviation away from that. I hate wrapping gifts. I do not care. Just get to what's in it. Um, and so that's how we did it in the 80s. Um, so I take this thing by the hand, by the garbage bag handle and I yank it into the house and I, I like tear into it and pull the sides down and guess what it is? A My Little Pony dream castle and all of a sudden right now, I feel like tears coming to my eyes, which is funny because I've thought about this story 8 billion times over the course of my life. Um, but it was my castle. And there's a picture of me um, with my legs and my arms wrapped around it. And you could see the castle and I am hugging it. And like my, I mean, I'm literally ear to ear, like huge, huge grin. And um, I remember that joy. And it's funny because somatically right now, as I'm telling you the story, 
My eyes are welled up with tears. My throat is sort of choking up a little bit. Ugh. And I can feel like that tingling sensation that I described when I watch that commercial. And it's like just joy. It's just joy in my body. And the thing is that, um, you know, none of that story, like we think like, what, Santa? Like you didn't think like you didn't put two and two together. No, I didn't care. Uh, I just, all I know is that logic doesn't matter where hope is concerned. When I, I mean, like I was like from the depths of despair to jingle bells, I was like, hope, hope is back. Maybe it is Santa. And I mean, I didn't think through any of it. I opened the door and there it was. And the thing about it is, the thing that is more special than the actual castle is that somebody, somebody picked me. They said yes to me. They heard me and they picked me. They picked the thing that I wanted. They said yes. And I think that's the part that means the very most to me, that anyone would have taken the time to do something so sweet and so special for me. And I think like, well, all children deserve, I mean, like that, that's, that's how I treat my children. But yeah, I mean, like I said, a lot of Christmases weren't as sweet, but that one like was perfect. And I have held on to that for the rest of my life. And um, so I guess what I wanna say to you is that that one Christmas did not make the rest of them perfect. It didn't make hardship go away. It didn't make money coming in the door easier. Um, but it, what it did is it built in me a huge reserve of hope as a child. And that string of hope um, is what I held inside of me. And it's been a consistent theme in my life. When life proved to the contrary, when life looked like there was not a lot of hope around, it still survived in me. And that's something that we can hold on to for ourselves and for others. So one of the most painful seasons as we fast forward, you know, in my life came later as an adult. And I remember telling a very close friend of mine that I no longer had any hope. I remember those words. I have no more hope, I'm done. And she said something to me that changed me to this day. She said, Keisha, it's okay that you don't have any hope. It's okay. Um, because I have so much hope for you. And I will hold on to this hope for as long as you need until you're ready to take some back. I mean, like, I cannot tell you how profound that is. Sorry, I'm shaking the camera. I cannot tell you how deeply profound that was to me. There's nothing, I mean, magical about what she said. It's just that another person had so much inside that they, they picked me. They said, I will hold it. Let me hold all of this for you. There's so much here. I'm not gonna push you. I'm not gonna guilt you. But when you're ready to take a little, it's all, it's all here for you, sis. That meant everything to me. And what it did, I'm telling you, it gave me hope. It gave me hope to think that someone else had hope for me. That is powerful.
And that's what hope can do for us. So I want you to think about this holiday season, the power of hope and having hope for yourself and the absolute magic of adulthood is having hope for others and holding it for it. We can hold on to hope for a world that may not recognize hope anymore until they're ready to take it back. So maybe your story isn't a Christmas story or a holiday story. Um, maybe there's a story from your life um, that makes you hold on to hope even in the darkest time. I want to take some time to think about that. So let's just reflect on that. And I'm gonna give us a couple of minutes to sit in silence, as awkward as it may be for personalities like mine where I just don't like silence. But I want you to think about that. And if it feels all right, I want you to reflect on a time where there was hope that was really, really clear. Remember to breathe. hope that you uh, were able to identify at least one moment in your life that felt sacred and pure and rare. I, um, and if you weren't able to, I hope that, you know, that this has started a conversation in your own mind. Um, maybe in your, in your family, it'll start a conversation that'll help you search for a time where hope made a huge difference in your life. So let's close with a few deep breaths or maybe a prayer in your own mind or aloud, whichever feels best to you. I have so much hope for us. I have so much hope for this world. I have so much hope for you. And if you do not have enough hope today, 
um, just know that I am holding on to it for you. And hopefully, <laughs> no pun intended, hopefully that's something that sparks hope inside of you. Thank you so much. I hope that everyone has, gosh, now I can't stop saying it. I hope everyone has truly a wonderful holiday season um, that is healthy and that is safe and that's beautiful. Thank you so much. Take care, Lisa. Thank you for joining us. To make a donation, head to eastlakecc.com slash donate.